0: campers. How y'all doing? Spike. Chris. And we are geeking out. And we, after a three-week absence, we have decided we are going to withdraw our bid to take over Twitter. Sorry, Twitter board of twits. We are not interested anymore. How you doing, Chris? Okay. Been a little while since we've yes. been here. It's the ninja variant of COVID has come and visited the Who, What, Where studios and knocked pretty much not the two of us but me and the beloved on our butts for a couple of weeks so yes the ninja
1: is, <coughs> in other words it's a, it's a cold
0: yeah it's a, it's a cold it is it's a flu Out of season yes it's the flu cold yeah.
1: this one flu. whatever and, and
0: <laughs> i guess they've just they've just given up on trying to take this seriously so now they're just trolling everybody by calling it the ninja edition or something i don't know all i know is teenage mutant ninja turtles is now trending worldwide again because of this so As they should As they should. Anyway. (laughs) So, it's been a long two weeks. It's been, well, roughly three weeks. We actually recorded episode 192, and I've declined to post it because I didn't really care for what I was hearing on it, so. We basically just took the the Alphabet Mafia, the GQBLT types, and just tossed them into the sea where they belong, so. Little, little too salty, a little too fiery. Might wind up putting it out as an extra edition just on just as an audio podcast because it's not going to stay on YouTube more than five minutes. I guarantee <laughs>
1: that
0: nor on Facebook and uh, apparently not on Twitter because Elon Musk withdrawing his $44 billion dollar offer because he says they won't. The board of directors would not give him the information they have about the number of bots and fake accounts they have online. They're saying it's under 5%, but uh, if you run the numbers, <clears throat> there's no way in the world 95% of all the Twitter accounts are real. No way in the world if you run. Actually, if you look at the population of the United States and compare that to the number that are actively participating and stuff because I think the count I saw is that 1 out of 50 Twitter users actually tweet so I'm one of the precious few apparently one of the 2% so that's why Elon is balking at this he still says it's about 20 and uh, there are people claiming 50 which I think is probably actually closer to the I think the actual number is somewhere between 20 and 50, but oh well. Not that that has anything to do with the price of price of viral labs in China, but mm. huh. S- anyway. S- anyway, <clears throat> Thor: Love and Thunder came out this weekend, and I don't care. <laughs> That's my review of Thor: Love and Thunder. It's one. It's going to be one of those movies I'm just not going to review because I don't want to see it. I mean, for crying out loud, you got two. You've got Jane Foster is going to be Thor. You've got Chris Hemsworth is going to be Thor. You have Kang Valkyrie who's going to be Thor. You've got like some horse faced guy in the Nebula Galaxy who is Thor at one point. Captain America was Thor at one point. I was Thor at one point. And let's not even get into what if Miles Morales was Thor.
1: Because was, that's a whole
0: other can of worms there. I was sore at one point. Sorry. <laughs> You're going to be sore. <laughs> there. Takes care of you now. But anyway, uh, the beloved and I were going to go watch Elvis, but we've, we've, like I said, we both came down. We got all ninja'd and stuff, so we haven't been able to go anywhere or do anything. <clears throat> but on the other hand, This goofball over here to my left, because there's nobody to my right, this goofball to my left actually saw Elvis. Tell me, Chris, let's do this. Let's do it right. Take care of business.
1: Shazam. Give us the Elvis review. (laughs) The Elvis review. The Elvis review. review. Thank you. Thank you very much. How, How was that? Okay, in related news
0: <laughs> Larry Storch is dead at the age of 99. I didn't know he was still alive. But anyway, speaking of things that are dead, Elvis. And your sense of humor. Go
1: ahead. Uh yeah. Let's still go? Go ahead. Okay. I didn't know if I was just I didn't know. The... We freak we freaked Chris out
0: well, because I, the it, it We actually as you can probably tell, we record this on a on a smartphone, because we still can't find a halfway decent microphone to record on, so, oh,
1: well. it's fine. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris, it's working. So, Elvis, uh, Elvis was, of course, it's it's basically a documentary about, what's his name? Colonel, what's his name? Colonel Parker. Colonel Parker, played by Tom Hanks. And it's told from his point of view, kind of, of how Elvis' life was. Sort of. Um, First of all, I just want to say, Tom Hanks gave a very, very good performance. Uh, Austin Butler, who plays Elvis, gave a really good performance. The movie itself, it, it took a while to get there. For me, it was the first time I actually wanted to walk out of a movie because if you know what recaps are, it's literally just uh, a quick retell of what was going on and what people already know. And that's what they did with Elvis is that they did a huge recap, except this recap lasted 30 minutes long. It was running it through showing him growing up, doing all this stuff, also doing the same thing with Colonel and how, you know, who Colonel is. Doing all this rehashing of everything that you already know. Took 30 minutes to do. I wanted to walk out of there because I was like, is this the whole movie? Because if this is the way (laughs) the whole movie is going to be, I'm out. But finally it slowed down and actually started the, you know, telling a good story. So also I will point this out and I'm surprised that there is like no uh warning in the movie or you mm-hmm. know warning people but mm-hmm. if you have issues like a uh, what's that thing called where like flashlights will you know cause you to
0: to seize up yeah,
1: yeah. the oh
0: now you got me on the spot, now I got to think of the name of it. It's epilepsy.
1: Yeah, okay. So if you got that, this movie is probably not for you. <laughs> because the whole 30 minutes, it was like flashing through everybody's life like that. And it was like, literally like, it was making my eyes hurt. It was so flashy. And it did that for the longest time, so yeah. But, there is so many, like it was telling a really good story. I I will have to say I there were certain things in this movie that I did not like. Like the 30 the first 30 minutes, the music of Elvis for some reason they would not unlike like a Bahama Rhapsody where like you actually got to hear the music. It was like he would start the song and then they would do like a remixed version. <laughs> Like, I was like, what? You know, like, I want to hear Elvis sing. Not like him started off and then it's like, dun, 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 you know, all that stuff. Just like putting some rap in there as well. And oh. and and R&B and, and things like that. And I was like, what are you guys doing? So you really didn't get to hear Elvis actually sing, sing until like, Maybe, I think he did it like twice, and that was it. Um, there's a lot of really cool scenes. There's a lot of cool acting in this movie. It was really well told, but the editing, I think, is what got me more than anything as well. Um, there's also, okay, I'm nitpicking. I'm nitpicking on this. now. But there is an issue. I Every time in a movie or TV show, the smallest thing really upsets me. Okay? And this one scene, it makes me want to punch somebody. <laughs> okay? This one scene is where Elvis is like telling his mom, you know, You know, what he's going to be doing. And his mom gets upset and starts yelling at him. And right behind him, right in front of these people, is uh, the dinner table. And his dad, and I guess it's his little sister. I don't know who she is, honestly. But she's sitting there at the table. And they're fighting. Uh, Elvis' mom walks away. And he's just... Sitting there, taking a breath, and then all of a sudden, the girl at the table says, Elvis, mama's upset. Like, yeah, we just saw it all happen. Of course she's upset. Like, I don't don't understand why she had to point that out at all. Like, I don't know why. Like, it's almost like, oh, okay, I will put you in this movie, and I'll give you one speaking row. (laughs) Because Elvis, like, (laughs) they did this person a favor by doing that. That's what it felt like, because it was like, you know, we just saw this whole thing happen. Why are you just like, Elvis, mama's upset. Like, no, duh. And then there's a cringy, a really cringy thing with the women getting all uh, hot and bothered when he started to swing his hips. Oh, is that when the panties start flying? Yep. (laughs) And uh, it it was really cringy. It was like, oh. Okay, okay dial it back a little bit, but other than that the movie was good There was just some scenes that you have to get through but when it gets to the real story and the it's it's literally the story of Selling your soul to the devil and being trapped in that contract is pretty much what the movie is because the colonel was pretty much the devil in this whole story Um, it will confuse you at some points at the beginning, but then you'll start to understand like, oh, this is the type of story they're trying to tell because it is told by Colonel himself telling the story, but he's in some type of limbo of between life and death, Mm -hmm. I guess is how he's trying to tell this story. So it's really confusing until you get it and then you're like, oh, okay, I got you. But, yeah. So, so on a
0: scale of one to five, Chris, with uh, five being paying for the Saturday night matinee with the date and one being maybe if you're, you're stealing it from your neighbor's account, Netflix account or something, where would you put Elvis on the scale of one to five? If you're a fan of Elvis, then this movie is for you. <clears throat> if I you're, would... if, hold on. If you're a fan of Elvis, you st- you're still watching Lilo and Stitch. So, I, oh man, the little <laughs>
1: stitch was, whew. they
0: did, I think they,
1: they may have done Elvis better than this yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah, I'm going to have to say so too. Um, I would give it, what was three?
0: Uh, well, five is Main Street, is Saturday night matinee, four is the afternoon matinee, three is, uh, you would probably wait for it to come out in Blu-ray or DVD and two Oh and, man. Two would be watching it, getting a Netflix subscription for it, and one would be waiting
1: for it to show up on Pluto TV. If you're an Elvis fan, I would say five. But if you're like, I was like seven of you still alive. If but. if if you're like, I'll get to it, but I really do want to see it, then I'll say a four. So you would say the afternoon matinee. Yeah, it's worth actually paying for a movie ticket for
0: it. Okay, I'm gonna ask a quick question. You're you're more on this than I am. <clears throat> Who in the heck is Boz Lerman? Boz Lerman. He's the guy who produced this Elvis movie. He directed this Elvis movie. He wrote this Elvis movie. And he made sure that his name was all over this.
1: Yeah. Okay, so uh, the only reason why he's famous is because one of the biggest movies he's ever done, which is a movie that I will have to say is the most stupidest movie I've ever seen. But it's also considered a classic. And that is the retelling of Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and where everybody was like, you know, hip. Is like,
0: that is that all he's got with?
1: Well, he does a lot of musical
0: stuff. I can see I'm looking at his Wikipedia page now. I honestly don't think is. I think, he, he, has, I think yes. Yes. he also he did, did
1: Moulin Rouge. He
0: did Moulin Rouge, strictly ballroom. He did a, a, The Great Gatsby in 2013 and The Get Down for Netflix and
1: uh, his name is all over it because I think if you're a musical lover, you will you will like his work. Pretty much, and there's not many people out there that does that. So that, that would explain why I don't give a I don't know who he
0: is and don't care because I despise <laughs> musicals. So, but anyway, we're recording this on Sunday, July tenth, twenty twenty two. We've got the estimates coming up from Box Office Mojo and. How they're expecting the weekend to go. Let's have, let's do a quick little dive into the box office numbers here. Okay. Let's see what we're doing. Thor. Like I said, I don't want to see Thor. I really don't need to see a thunder goddess with PMS, but uh, that's just me. But anyway, it's expected to make $143 million. So this is like the big shot that Disney has had in a long time. Biggest shot in the arm. That's $143 million. That's on uh, 4,300 screens. <clears throat> coming in second is Minions, The Rise of Gru. They're making another $45 I, million. Dollars. I so want to watch this movie. They have made $210 million in two weeks. I don't know where this is coming from. This Is this not like the fourth or fifth Despicable Me movie? This well, is the th- third Minions actually, movie, right?
1: No, this is the, the second, second Minions, Minions movie. movie. I want to see the movie... Because, I'm sorry, the minions do make me laugh. And the only reason, because when I saw the trailer, there's a scene where they're trying to learn karate. And the woman that is teaching them karate is like, use your head to break the boards. And they're in line and uh, one of the minions named Kevin gets up there and hits his head on the board. And it doesn't break, but he's like stumbling back. And the one behind him is like snapping his fingers and, you know, shredding his shoulders like... Kevin, 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 Kevin gets up there and he's about to break the boards, and then he grabs Kevin's head and just like starts slapping his head against the. And I was, I that had me, that had me hooked. I was like, I'm in, I'm so in. <laughs> like that, that right there made me laugh so hard.
0: But the, so, yes. uh, well, but with Thor Love and Thunder. Okay, going back to that real quick. uh 143 million, that's just domestic. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, hundred fifty nine million estimated international, and that's a total of three hundred two million worldwide. Understand when it comes to the worldwide stuff, Disney gets to keep like ten percent of that. But it it still counts towards the gross, so that's three hundred million dollars for its opening weekend. And I still consider Thor. I know he's considered one of the core Avengers, but he's still a B tier superhero to me. But hmm. Mm. And then minions, goodness they're 210 million domestic, 189 million international. They're at 400 million dollars worldwide in two weeks. Golly. <laughs> and I can just imagine now you know minions does not have did not have the production budget that 411 and Thunder did. They're, they, if they're not at break even, they've, they've got to be really close. Top Gun Maverick is still in third place. Made made $15.5 million. That's a $600 million domestic gross so far. Worldwide, that's $1.18 billion for Top Gun Maverick. And that's in what? 11 weeks? Something like that. Six weeks. <laughs> it just seems like it's been three months. <clears throat> and then coming in fourth is, believe it or not, Elvis with $11 million coming in. They've made $91 million domestically. Fifth is Jurassic World Dominion. They've made eight point four this week, which is three hundred fifty million total. And Lightyear coming in behind the Black Phone. Boy, how the mighty have fallen! Remember when Pixar was screaming for the last two years because all their stuff was being sent straight to Disney Plus because Disney wasn't releasing things
1: theatrically? I I think Lightyear should have went to Disney Plus instead (laughs) of the theaters.
0: This is the one they went live in the theaters back with, and Light Beer is just... And the best part is... Here's a question i got to ask. Do you think this is actually going to have a long-term effect on Chris Evans? Because, one, how many people actually identify Chris Evans with Lightyear right now? Because everybody knows that Tim Allen is Buzz
1: Lightyear. Uh, I don't think it's going to do much because nobody cares but well, let me let me put it this way which
0: which affects chris evans more the fact that he took over from tim allen as the voice of light year because for apparently the only reason is because tim allen is a republican he's a registered republican in hollywood that's why disney kicked him out How much of it is that, and how much of it is Chris Evans calling all of the Buzz Lightyear fans idiots for objecting to that one forced-in lesbian kiss in the movie? The one that got them kicked out of about a
1: dozen countries in the Middle East. I, I mean, I honestly don't know because, I mean, I, I didn't hear about the Tito Mallon part. I did hear about the Chris Evans part, but... I don't think, I think, you gotta remember, these, Chris Evans was one of the Avengers that did a whole special when uh, Biden was being elected. They did this whole campaign thing. It was him and a few others, and the only one wasn't there was Chris Pratt, because I think Chris Pratt just didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody was, like, fussing at Chris Pratt because he's like, oh, you're you're this and this, and they tried to get him canceled, and then all the, the Avengers was trying to stick up for Chris and yeah. telling, him, telling people he's a good guy, leave him alone, and all that stuff. I don't, I, I mean, when you put the whole politics thing in there, I don't know how much of it would affect. I think the reason why Lightyear itself just did not go nowhere is because, one, nobody cares about Lightyear to, there's a whole difference between the way Lightyear is presented and the way Toy Story was presented. Now, Toy Story was presented for kids. Mm-hmm. Lightyear is presented and I think they think, oh, well, Toy Story people are now grown up mm-hmm. and they have kids that they might want to go see this movie. But yet you made a movie that was kind of like an action film and not a lighthearted, kid-friendly film. And then with the controversy of the kiss, which is like, one, why are you making such a big deal out of it? Two, it's a kid's movie. We shouldn't even talk about any type of kissing in this film. If it does, nobody pays attention to it. But due to the fact that you keep talking about it, it does kind of put a red flag on the film. And there's more to what I'm trying to say, but honestly... <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just going to... Uh,
0: uh, let's be honest, they miss... Pixar misses John Lasseter severely at this point. They'll never admit it, but John Lasseter was the heart and soul of Pixar. I mean, yeah, he was a hugger, but considering you're putting... You're deliberately inserting lesbian kisses into children's movies... You ain't got a whole lot to talk about hugging, okay? Also,
1: these are the same people that voted for Biden who also hugged children.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's,
1: sniffed them. Them. he's a sniffer. So, uh, pick or choose,
0: people. Pick or choose. <laughs> Lasters over at Skydance Media. and I, It seems like they're up to something, but I can't remember what all they do. They've got some... Either way, I'm gonna be keeping an eye out on Skydance. If they release anything,
1: then Skydance is trying to move in. Yeah, they're trying to. They're trying to. They're trying to get up there to that special level of Pixarness to be and like, hey,
0: hey, you got the heart. Like I said, you got the heart and soul of Pixar now over at Skydance. If anybody's gonna bring them along, it'll be him. But I do want to make one more thing before we get off the box office Mojo report. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is still in the top 10, Chris. It's been 10 weeks. It's a Marvel movie. <laughs> it is a Marvel movie. It was a weird Marvel movie, but they've made 411 million domestically and 953 million worldwide. That's this this movie has made a billion dollars globally. I did not call that. I didn't think it would make it to the billion dollar mark. And honestly, Marvel is kind of a damaged brand right now, I thought, but apparently not if they're they're able to pull it off at the uh, pull-off Thor and Doctor Strange movies making billion
1: dollar moves then. Well, you got to Maybe there's some life left in Phase 4. You got to remember, okay? You have to see these movies. You know why? Because the the story that they tell will also be part of the next movie and you never know when that movie like iron man or avengers or one of them that will spark where everybody's talking about it and the movie is so good that it's like oh my goodness you got to watch this movie but you have to see the other one to to get to this point you know
0: let me tell you, I think this is where the fans are right now. The fans don't trust Hollywood anymore. Oh, yeah. I'm, this is the reason I didn't go out and watch Thor, Love, and Thunder Friday night. I don't trust them anymore. I'm going to hang back, and I think there's a lot of fans like me who are, who are I'm going to hang back and see, is this any good? Now, Top Gun, I went and saw that Thursday night because it's Top Gun, and I heard good things about it. So I decided to check it out and see. And as it turns out, I mean, it wasn't an awesome, it wasn't a, a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it was a heck of a lot better than most of the tripe were being force-fed right now. I tweet, I actually posted a tweet on this, I think you liked it a couple of days ago. All the, all the crap they're putting out now that they want everybody to pay with, everybody, they want everybody to pay for this stuff, and they want you to, Take out like $15 HBO Max subscriptions and $20 for Netflix and all this other crap that they want you to pay for. Meanwhile, all the good old fun stuff is available for free and you can find it almost anywhere. Pluto's got like a couple of, like a couple of 20, couple dozen thousand movies and TV shows sitting in it. It's, it's basically almost Netflix light, Netflix classic Netflix light over there. Roku Channel, same way. I think Roku is actually closer to Netflix, classic Netflix, than, than uh, Pluto TV is right now. But all these great movies and TV shows and stuff, it's just there for free. You sit through some ad breaks once in a while, but yeah. it's like a minute at a time, two minutes tops. Hey. Uh, but no. I, that's why I was saying I think a lot of people... Are like me; they're hanging back that first weekend to see is this worth the effort? Because, like we were discussing before the show, I know Jane Foster's Thor, I know Valkyrie's Thor, I know Miles Morales is Thor, and <laughs> your ass is Thor, and all this other stuff.
1: And it's just so. <laughs> uh, um, uh, I do have hope that superhero movies are kind of just calming down, and some good movies are in this way. I saw two trailers. I want to throw this out here. Mm-hmm. I saw two movie trailers that caught my interest in a very big way. Yeah. Okay, now before, there was a movie called Beast with uh, 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 Enos Alba that looks really good. There's a movie uh, called uh, Three, I don't know if it's Two or Three Thousand Years in Longing. But that, with another, it's another either side of a movie. That, he's he plays a genie in that one. I can't wait to see that movie. But, there was two movies that dropped. The Woman King and Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And these movies look really, 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 really good. Especially The Woman King. The Woman King, I remember, that was like one thing I learned... I can't remember where I learned it, but I remember learning the story. But it's a, a, a it's an African tribal, all female warriors, mm-hmm. and guess who? And, and the person who plays the main character is uh, Viola Davis, mm-hmm. and I've never seen her like this. Like seriously, you will be shocked. It is really good, and Amsterdam is a movie. Where it's about these three friends: Christian Bale, can't remember the other guy, and Margot Robbie. <laughs> and this movie has a huge cast. It has like Robert De Niro, Mike Myers, uh, uh, Michael Sheen, or Shannon, I think it's him, something like that. Something. Um, uh, it, it has it has a bunch of famous people in it, but it looks really good as well. So. There's some good movies coming your way. I will. I'm suggesting these. If you have not seen the trailer, the trailers are out. Watch them. I it blew my blew me away. So I'm 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 all aboard. Yeah.
0: So at least there are things to get excited about. Oh yeah. And more Idris Elba is always good. Idris Elba. So. Oh yes. I I want I wonder. How history's gonna judge this, because remember Idris Elba was one of the leading contenders to play the new James Bond. Yes, and I believe he still is, I think. No, they've they've replaced him. I can't remember who the new, J- new James I'll look it up here in a second. Oh really? Right. Uh <clears throat> but I'm just wondering if history is gonna remember him as having dodged a bullet there. Uh let's see. Trying to see who the new James Bond is, but.
1: I don't think yeah. they've actually came out No, I guess sex. they haven't, but. Because I, I remember reading, yeah. like, maybe like a couple of weeks ago where the, the, whatever her name is that created the whole thing or is involved. Yeah. She said it's going to be another four years mm. before we find out anything. Yeah. Yeah, it shows Idris Elba's
0: still apparently the favorites of the bookies in London. Harry Styles is apparently in there. And no,
1: he's too young and scrawny. No. <laughs> not, no.
0: But anyway, Austin Butler and Schwedle four or whatever his name is. That was the one I think was the leading cause, leading guy I'd heard. And then they're actually talking about Tom Cruise. We'll see about that. No,
1: that won't and Robert
0: happen. Pattinson. That would be hilarious. That would kill the oh. franchise dead.
1: Well, you know what? That would get rid of him as Batman.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yay. <yeah. laughs> yeah, Anywho. So. so, all right, Chris. We've managed to waste a half hour. You've got a nice stack of news that's piled up. Let's let's do rapid fire news. Let's just come on, right. shoot them out there. Tell me. Tell me what's going on, and I'll tell you why I don't care. First of all, uh, James
1: Caan passed away at 82. That one ticked me off. The Star of Misery, Godfather, and even Elf, and many more. Uh, Yeah, passed away, sadly. Uh, I'm going to miss that one, because he
0: he was, believe it or not, he was the one in The Godfather that I actually liked the most. Because he was the one that wasn't putting on that cheesy Italian accent. (laughs) But anyway...
1: So anyway, goodbye I James Conn It's good knowing you man. I'm pretty sure in the entire cast He was probably like the toughest one in the room He was
0: <laughs> James Conn would have kicked everybody's butt in there He's um, probably the only one who actually knew How to operate a firearm too So yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Uh, John Williams The famous orchestra uh, Yep And uh, Harrison Ford one of those As well them. Go ahead have both said that uh, Indiana Jones 5 will probably be their last film. Actually, I think they said that it's their last film, that they are going to retire. Now, I, I'm not at all surprised.
0: Frankly, I'm surprised that uh, Harrison Ford slept out long enough to do anything on Indy 5. But John Williams, uh John Williams, don't go out on Indiana Jones 5. Come on, man. Come on. Pick it. There's there's got to be one more really good sci-fi cutting edge movie out there, or some kind of action movie, or some kind of adventure movie out there where you can go out there and you can just really make an orchestra swing. There's got to be one more home run in in you after this, because I honestly think all of Indiana Jones five is just it's just poisoned by association at this point. <laughs> I think I honestly think when Indiana Jones Five hits, because Kathleen Kennedy, it's still her baby. I think by the time Indy Five hits and that finishes burying the character, people are going to be wishing for for nuked refrigerators, let's say. So, Ooh. so but anyway, John Williams, he is a legit. He's one of those guys who is just a legit tough guy when it comes to musical scores, musical themes. It's John Williams in the movies. It's Mike Post on TV. Those mm-hmm. two those two guys could could do music like nobody's business. My, if Mike Post was John Williams with the guitar. John Williams was Mike Post with the full orchestra. So it's just, those two I just respect the heck out of. And honestly, Mike Post never, never got half the cred he, sh- he should have been given over the years. <clears throat> but anybody who's seen as much Stephen J. Cannell uh, TV shows as I have knows. Ba-ba-da-ba. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. anyway, John, don't go out on Indy 5. Okay, Harrison Ford, go away. I'm done with you. You're, you're already desiccated for crying out loud. Clint Eastwood looks more vital than you do at the moment.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And clint, Clint's clint got a good ten years on him at least.
1: Anyway. <laughs> okay. um, in other news, yes? Kevin Feige is is working on the next big thing for Disney and that is and it's going to take care of Disney for the next 15 years and he also says it's going to be bigger than the MCU and the Star Wars movies and are you ready for this of what it is what is it Dragon Ball Z <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dragon, dra- Dragon Ball Z Yep Dragon, Dragon, Dragon Ball, Z. Ball Z Now, has that show even gone off television yet? Because I swear every t- every time Now, I haven't watched Dragon Ball Z in like five years And I think they're still making new episodes from that first storyline They have not wrapped a story yet It just goes on and on and on and on and on Ugh Ugh
1: <laughs> it, it'll take 15 years
0: just to get through the first act of this oh. franchise but i, I, I will think, take I I'll, lost. <laughs> I'll tell you this i'll tell you this if if kevin feige managed to talk disney into betting the farm on dragon ball z being a franchise then yeah that's probably going to take care of him for the next 15 years it'll take them 15 years finish paying off that mess before they can make another movie yeah. Ooh,
1: a little heat and salt there. But anyway, and and he's also playing with fire too, because I mean, so to speak, you 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 got Star Wars fans, you got uh, comic book fans, but now you're messing with anime fans.
0: Yeah, so, anime fans are the most entitled fans of all.
1: So, you, uh, I mean, oh. Yeah, this is <laughs> I'll I'll say <laughs> this: I'll
0: bet the manga fans get mad at him. But <laughs> anyway, this is gonna be fun.
1: Ah, uh, train wreck television. Go ahead, Chris. What else you got? Uh, Denzel Washington will receive a Presidential Medal of Freedom. The fact that he hasn't gotten one up
0: until this point surprises me. Because I've... Not so much the fact that Obama didn't give him one, but that Trump didn't give him one. I'm honestly kind of surprised by that, and let's be honest: Joe Biden has no idea who fricking Denzel Washington is. Probably not.
1: <laughs>
0: does, even even before he lost his rabid butt mind, Joe Biden is so white bread he has no idea who Denzel is. Gary
1: uh, Gary Sinise even have one.
0: What a Medal of Freedom? I doubt it. look huh. this is why we record next to my. <laughs> I don't think Gary Sinise would want one at this point. Let's see. He's got a... Because I know he does a whole lot of stuff
1: with, like, you know...
0: He works a lot for veterans and stuff. He's got an Emmy Award, a Golden Globe, a Tony, four Screen Actor Guild Awards. He's on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, do 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 I don't see... No, I don't see anything. Mm. So... And if he had one, they would have... They would have mentioned it by now let's see uh, Bob Hope Award he got the presidential citizens medal from W and let's see he's an honorary chief petty officer in the Navy so there's that he's right up there with the uh, Bugs Bunny in the army let's see a uh, spirit of hope award from the DOD honorary marine FDNY honorary battalion chief dude's gotten around He's got honorary membership of the Marine Corps League. He's an honorary graduate at the U.S. Naval Academy. And he is, he did receive the Congressional Medal of Honor Society Patriot Award, which is kind of like the, the Medal of Honor with training wheels. So, so yeah, Gary Sinise, but not the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Mm. Probably if Trump gets re-elected, he'll, he'll give him one. But, um, man. But... Yeah. Anyway, so, so, moving on. Uh, so... Congratulations, Denzel, by the way. Yes. Because we spent more time talking about
1: Gary Sinise than talking oh, about Oh, yeah, Denzel. sorry. Isn't that, a,
0: isn't that a shame how far Denzel's fallen
1: down the radar? Oh, well, I mean, I didn't know that Denzel did, you know, anything to, you know... I mean, he's... I know he's, like, you know, a great actor and great human being, but, like, I didn't know he did, like, anything. I know Gary Sinise has done things for a long time.
0: You know. I'll, I'll yeah. say this. I have no problem with Denzel getting the pres- de- the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Mainly because, uh, I don't know, I'm sure I've got a Presidential Medal of Freedom around here somewhere. But anyway, I've got some medals up on the wall. I couldn't tell you what they are right now. <laughs> so what's next on the list? Uh, a
1: big hit list. Uh, a spin-off from Game of Thrones is apparently in the works. I will look. Look, I w- I'm going to say this clearly. Okay. It is Jon Snow spin-off. Yeah. And it's supposed to be after the the whole madness of season 8 of Game of Thrones. Um, is this their do-over? This is technically kind of. It's supposed to fix all the <laughs> things that happen in season eight
0: Something. apparently. It's not the reboot, it's the rebut.
1: It's yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to clarify and all that stuff. I don't know. But as from a Game of Thrones fan who was also at the season eight going, What? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So Jon Snow spin off thing is happening. Okay.
0: I don't care. I never cared about Game of Thrones. I really don't. I mean, I, I think the only watch. the only sweeping fantasy anything that I actually paid much attention to was the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And I'm still mad about how they stretched The Hobbit out to three three movies. Mm. To be honest, the Rankin-Bass animated movie that they did back in like 77, 78 of The Hobbit... Was infinitely superior to all three of those films put together, but that's and and I'm a Sherlock fan, so I'm a I'm kind of kind of inclined to like uh, Martin Freeman in that movie. So that. <laughs> so anyway, what else you got, Chris?
1: Um. So the Flash movie might be going to HBO Max even though <laughs> Warner Brothers they've, is kind of fighting. They've sunk way too much money in that to not get it out there. Dude, I, I actually made a comment on the post on something mm-hmm. because they were talking about how, you know, people are wanting them to recast him and stuff like that. And I put a comment saying, you guys, or they the, the story was that Warner Brothers is supporting uh, what... Miller has done, and I put down there. I was like, you know that there is a whole slew of crew and other cast members of that movie that this movie will also support, mm-hmm. not just Miller. And yeah. then I got like a lot of comments on there agreeing <laughs> <You> with me, <laughs> and I was like, that's
0: just yeah. <laughs> I that, let, me, let me give you a dirty little secret about Hollywood that that big long seven or eight minute long spiel in the end credits where they list everybody. If you look, if you were to actually pay attention, you would notice that whenever a studio does that, it's, the, it's pretty much the same guys over and over. The studio carries that crew, okay? The studio has grips. The studio has cameramen. The studio has script people. The studio has this. The, the vast majority of those people are being carried by the studio. So universal... They, they don't belong to Zack Snyder, for example. They belong to Warner Brothers. They don't belong to the guy who did Top Gun. They belong to Paramount, and, and so on, so on, so on. And that's what, it, that's what causes a big bulk of, the, uh, of the, uh, uh, the budgets for these movies comes from having to carry all that overhead. It's getting assigned to these movies to cover, if, if it takes six months, that's half their salary gets assigned to that movie. And all of these guys, they get paid paid bonuses and stuff. Well, I'm not going to say all of them. A few of them do. But they all depend on this film breaking even at least so that they can conti- know they're going to have a paycheck on the next production. So a lot of these guys are living paycheck to paycheck as it is. And when your paycheck depends on how well that one movie does... I mean, we sit here and we laugh about how bad light beer went. There's a lot of people at Pixar who are sweating bullets right now because their salaries are based on the economic performance of Pixar, which is why they screamed about all their movies being on Disney+. Plus. Because no. guess what? The, how do you calculate it's that? It's like
1: they got to pay every single person that worked on the movie, which will leave the studio itself with hardly any money. <laughs> yeah. Because all their money has already been paying all the workers. Look at so you making like, a good point and stuff. Look at I you! Know, I'm so proud. Cute. Anyway, but yeah, so. I'm so proud that people liked my comment and was like commenting on my comment saying, <laughs> "Yeah, man, well, you know, yeah, all that stuff." It happened. I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> and, and that's that's another
0: thing. The the fans these days are a lot more sophisticated than they used to be. So they're watching all these things, especially cool. especially now that the internet is there and you can see. Deadline Hollywood. You can see the the undercurrents at Variety and Bleeding Pool and and all these other little websites and stuff like uh, Pirates and Princesses or Clownfish over on here on YouTube, over on YouTube or or all these other things that keep an eye on these little day, mundane day-to-day things. <clears throat> the fans are getting a lot more sophisticated. They actually care about
1: a lot of these guys. Yeah, I just just can't believe that there's so many stupid people out there that thinks like, oh, yeah, all they got to do is replace uh, Amber Heard or replace Miller and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, look, one, we don't know how much Amber Heard is in Aquaman 2. So, I mean, if she's not in it a lot, they can probably cut it down. But, like, Miller is like... The Flash. The movie is a Flash movie. It's like, and you got all this, and the movie's already done. It's like they can't take, they can't go all the way back and begin all over again with a different actor. Remember the Zack Snyder cut of Justice Uh, League?
0: How much more did Warner Brothers have to pay? That was a re-edit. Yes. How much did Warner, Warner Brothers paid, what, close to $100 million for that? Yes,
1: and people are still going like, we want more. Just
0: to buy goodwill of the
1: fans and stuff, and it didn't turn out. The way it didn't they turn wanted. out
0: that well.
1: <laughs> it was like even they were like, "He wanted more money." Yep. It's like for what? <laughs> it's like, I want to put in, I want to put this character in. It's like, but why is he in this movie? What like, you? It doesn't matter if fans want it. Look, I'm I'm gonna say this: if you're on the if you're on the potty and you're pooing
0: and your poo hangs, okay. You have a choice, okay. And and hey, we're talking about what's his face in the Flash here, okay? So th- this is a very apt comparison. It's only halfway out. You're either going to finish pushing it out, or you're going to pinch it off wow. and take your losses, okay? If if this goofball, and I can't even think of his name right now because I is don't care, Miller? Ezra Miller, that little perv, the one who's been. Ugh, what he's been doing to kids. Ezra Miller and The Flash, go ahead and pinch the loaf and take the loss and move on. Because the longer you sit there and have it on the books with zero income that you can assign to it, the more the
1: people involved in the production are going to suffer. I mean, let's just face it, okay? And I'm speaking to all the fans out there, all right? Let's face it. The only reason why we really want to see this movie is because Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman. Am I right? Is that the one? Okay. Am I right? I wasn't sure about that Yes.
0: If you say so. Okie dokie, okie dokie. Anyway. uh, They still haven't kicked Walter Hamada out, have they? That's a shame. (laughs) Okay, over at DC. Anyway. All right.
1: Yeah, I needed that one. Go ahead, Chris. (laughs) What else we got? Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi will be performing for the first ever Blues Brothers Con. Get it? Blues Brothers Con? <laughs> anyway, It will be held at uh, Old Juliet Prison, Illinois, August 19th. Uh, the tickets are $60 for adults, 20 for children. So if you're a Blues Brothers fan, there you go. If you're a Blues Brothers fan,
0: do you do that, or do you go out to the House of Blues and actually enjoy a couple of people who can actually uh, perform? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well that too, I, I that absolutely too, okay. refuse to give any financial compensation to Jim Belushi for anything. Don't, Dan Aykroyd, I have no problem with. I love Dan Aykroyd. Love you, Dan. But Jim Belushi, come on, <laughs> darn it! Couldn't get he couldn't he couldn't be the one with the eight ball.
1: Crap. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Anything
0: else,
1: Chris? Uh, <laughs> okay, I got two more stories. Yay, two more stories. Uh, the reboot of Quantum Leap hits NBC at on September. Is it hitting the broadcast network or? I do not know. It Just says it hits NBC
0: know. in September. NBC sounds like it's hitting the. Uh, sounds like it's going to be on. Yeah, it's going to be on the TV network. Okay. <laughs> it's been 30 years since Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. Now, a new team's been assembled to restart the project in the hopes of understanding the mysteries behind the machine and the man who created it. Okay. I, I mean, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. We got Raymond Lee as Dr. Ben Song. And everything changes when Ben makes an unauthorized leap into the past, leaving the team behind to solve the mystery of why he did it. At Ben's side, throughout his leaps, is Addison, played by Caitlin Bassett, who appears in the form of a hologram only Ben can see and hear. She's a decorated Army veteran who brings level-headed precision to her job. At the helm of the operation is Herbert Magic Williams, played by Ernie Hudson. Hey, Ernie! A no-nonsense career military man who has to answer to his bosses who won't be happy once they learn about the breach protocol. Uh, You got one guy running artificial intelligence, another one heading up security, who's doing a bang-up job, apparently. Okay, I wanted to hate this film, or I wanted to hate this reboot, but we've got Ernie Hudson in it. I I was going to say, I was like, no. Darn it. I hate it when you get... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood's figuring me out. They know if they can get just one guy I care about in there, then they can just kind of weasel yeah. their way in. They just like that's sh- all they do it, That's how they do and it. It's like you know, people because I don't know this. any of these <laughs> other people in here, but Todd Garland, Ernie Hudson's there, in charge of this thing, and guaranteed there's going to be at least one spectral reference that was on point. Oh yeah, because remember, the hologram only only. Ben can see her or, or hear her, so she's a ghost. He'll be like, "I think I just saw a ghost." <laughs> uh, now, and the and the best yeah, part, the is, part is, hold on. Okay, if if these guys are inspired enough to actually get Ernie Hudson on board, and I'm so happy to see Ernie Hudson getting work, they got Ernie on board. Maybe, just maybe, they're gonna fix one of the biggest crimes in TV history. You know what I'm talking about?
1: No. The but. end
0: of the original Quantum Leap. When the original when the original series ended its run, Donald Belisario, who was the guy who was the producer of it, he had no idea whether NBC was going to renew for another season or not. They let him know at the last minute. So when they did the last episode for the season and they finished the production on it, they had no way to wrap the series up with a neat little bow and send Sam home. Yeah. Well. So they just had a lady come on and say, "And Sam Beckett never came home." So it was uh, it, it, it was a kick in the teeth for all the quantum leap fans, but uh, maybe maybe they'll be willing to go in. I mean, if this is actually this actually doesn't even sound like a reboot, this actually sounds more like a sequel to it. In which case, if it's not a reboot and it's a sequel, Sam is still out there. Maybe this guy can find him and try to help reel him back in. Which, of course, was the, it's the not idea. Bad. I had I was not doing nothing. That's the I'm idea I had that. with uh, with having Sam's daughter trying to go out there and resurrect the program and try to find him. Which I still think would be a more emotionally powerful lineup. But hey, I guess they kind of did that with Ghostbusters after. Or maybe so. she is the hologram. Oh, maybe she is. Who knows? Alright, so there you go. Chris, you got one more thing you said? Yes. What you
1: got? Alright, so, apparently, they are Disney Plus is doing a, well, it says Goonies Remake, but here's the problem with this, and and it says Goonies Remake with a twist, uh-huh. alright, but I don't know why they call it a remake after you hear this, alright, so... <laughs> The, the, the it's a series going to be on Disney Plus and it's about uh, a bunch of young filmmakers trying to remake Richard Donard's film titled Our Time. Which is one of the big things in the movie where it's like, it's our time, our time down here and stuff like that. But anyway, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's a story about them trying to uh, kids trying to remake that movie. So I don't, I don't understand, <laughs> uh, you know, the whole remake part of the thing. I guess that because they're remaking it, mm-hmm. but that's not really the Goonies. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. But you know, I'm I'm a, you know I'm here for it. Why
0: not? Wow, I so don't care. I have never seen the Goonies. We'll never see the He's Goonies. never seen the Goonies. I don't care about the Goonies. You were telling me earlier when you found out that you're going to take my geek card. My geek card's been so punched up and it, it's been violated. It's been invalidated. It's been kicked. It's been spat upon. It's been... It's stained. It's stained. It's bruised. It's spindled. It's mutilated. You can just have my... Burn geek card right now by golly by gosh by gum well so mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and before we head out because we're at 56 minutes we've got a few minutes left here's what's coming to the uh, coming to fall broadcast TV this year okay now Quantum Leap like you were saying that's that's coming to NBC Monday nights at 10 which I believe was their old stomping ground Yeah. Uh, Tuesday nights, ABC's going to put the Rookie Feds on at 10 o'clock, Fox has a new show called Monarch coming on at 9, and the CW's just given up on Tuesdays, they're putting in the Winchesters and Professionals, Ooh.
1: and I believe the
0: Winchesters may be a, may be related Supernatural somehow, is. I have not anything about it, is. so that now has a date and time, just don't know when exactly that's going to premiere. Coming up on Wednesday nights this fall, CBS has The Real Love Boat coming on at 10. Coming up Thursday night, CBS has So Help Me Todd at 9. It's an hour long
1: something or other. I, I just want to point out something there. Ghost. I'm surprised that that show has held in there. <laughs> the one that came in after Young Sheldon. I mean, it's not a bad show, but it's like, it's so stupid. You didn't think that it was going to last into another season. Yeah. I'm so, kind of surprised
0: WWE SmackDowns lasted. It's going to you know. make it another year. Uh, so, anyway, Thursday night, CBS has So Help Me Todd at nine. I know nothing about any of these, by uh, the way. CW is going to do Walker Independence, which I guess is a spinoff from Walker. Oh, no. And Thursday nights at 10 on ABC, Alaska Daily. So, I have no idea what that is. And meanwhile, NBC's going to keep their entire law and order night on Thursday nights. Weren't
1: they supposed to do a reboot or whatever of, uh, oh, what, uh, y- is it yesterday's edition? Or no, edition? Or early edition. Early edition.
0: Yeah, I don't see anything, any sign of that here. It might be a fill-in, but...
1: Well, maybe they just got rid of the
0: project. It could be. Uh, Friday nights at nine on CBS be something called Fire Country coming up. Saturday day Saturday nights on the CW. I'm surprised CW is still programming. Uh, Saturday nights at eight Magic with the Stars. Oh yeah, that's going to turn out well. Uh, Sunday nights. <laughs> ABC's got Celebrity Jeopardy coming up Sunday nights at 8 after America's Funniest Home Videos, which will never go away because it cost them like $2.15 and a gum wrapper to make an episode of that. Uh, CBS, I don't know how the Equalizers managed to survive another season, but coming up 9 o'clock Sundays on CBS v East New York. The entire Fox lineup staying the same. NBC's got football all night. They don't care. CW is going to do Family Law at 8. I don't know anything about that. And then a show called Coroner at 9. The only show I know called Coroner is a British show. I don't know if that's the same thing or not. But quite frankly, it's CW, so I won't know. <laughs> anyway. So that's 59 minutes and 10 seconds into this, Chris. Uh, you got anything else you want to say before we wrap this? Let me get this under wrap. No? Okay. Well, y'all don't forget that coming up, uh, coming up August 28th, I believe, Riff Tracks is back on, back in the theaters, part of the Fathom Events lineup. Go to fathomevents.com or go to com. Check out when the new, the new movies, the new live movie's going to be, they're going to be doing the Return of Swamp thing, which is hilarious in its own. There's a DC film of the year right there, buddy, I tell you. So until next time, I guess that's all I can think of. You got nothing, I'm Spike. I'm Chris. Chris. And we're we're all geeked up. We'll see you next time, y'all.
1: Ta